last time on Why Can't We Be Wizards. That Monday morning, you all head off to the Hogwarts Express and uh, make your way to Hogwarts. You spit pumpkin juice out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I didn't need help being more awkward. <laughs> no, I think that we, we are like some sort of doom of the universe and they want us dead. I don't know. I've been starting to think that my dad's not a good person. Starting? You guys just don't understand. I'm not entirely sure what Professor Fessel meant, but whatever it was did not seem good, especially when he was looking directly at you. And then right after that, you head up to uh, arithmetic class for the first time. Oh no. It's just the five of us? It's the five of you. <laughs> oh my god. And Vicky. Arithmancy is creating your own spells. And actually, Caleb and I have been dabbling a little ourselves. Okay, well, that's not really correct. Oh, okay. Uh, the professor takes the iPod from your hands and just starts examining it with great interest. Ah, uh, yes, uh, the work of the great wizard Steve Jobs. <laughs> sitting on a tattered blanket splayed across some creaky floorboards uh, in a dimly lit cobwebbed room. Uh, Light is currently streaming through the cracks between a boarded up window. Uh, It seems like morning has come after your first night in crime house last summer. You're currently holding a scrap of paper. Uh, A letter was delivered to you from a beautiful tawny owl uh, that was sent from the staff at Hogwarts earlier this morning. Uh, and as you look down, it reads, This document hereby serves to state the aforementioned third-year student of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry is permitted to visit the village of Hogsmeade at such a time that the school arranges and with the signature of the undersigned parent or guardian. The student shall abide by all such rules and regulations relevant to such expeditions and set by the school as per Article 528-Z of the 1714 Edict. Caleb's going to, like, nod. And does that owl leave? Oh, the owl is already gone. You got this letter a few hours ago. As soon as the owl leaves, Caleb is just going to take that note and forge a signature on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I think you're going to have to roll convince to see how good your fake signature is. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how good I need it to be. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Harry should have just done this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, can I instead roll a mind roll? Because I've read about how to forge signatures. Uh, well, which which role would you, would you, are you suggesting you would use? Well, here's the thing. My heart is minus two. But my mind oh, don't is plus game. three. All right, I'll fail. Well, we you never know. You could. You could do a mixed success. I mean, I think I've read about forgery. I'm a Ravenclaw. Ooh, if I had read about forgery, that would be a success. But instead, it is a five minus two. Uh, okay, so you fail. Um, this signature is comically bad. Uh, like, <laughs> It just says dad. 
It just says <laughs> it just gad. Says- <laughs> you just wrote, you accidentally just wrote gad. <laughs> and um, as you do that and you realize like, oh no, what have I done? Out of the wall itself forms this weird, grotesque, wooden face. And um, Crime oh, House says, House. kid, what are you, what are you doing? Well, uh, I don't know where Doug is anymore, so he can't sign this form. I'm going to try to change the dad to the word Doug. More convincing that way. Dial Doug. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one, kid. You you seem like you're having some trouble there. Uh, Crime House, aren't we all in trouble all the time? No, I just mean, you know, it seems like you might want to start with a fresh slate there. I mean, I can't have you sign it. Oh, but maybe you could forge Doug's signature. Are you good at signing things? I, we, we could do that. I, I mean, that's an option, but, you know, uh, stuff don't come for free here in Crime House. So. Hey, I've been mixing up some more of that potion, you know, for the, for the boys. For the boys. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, Fine they're boys. actually getting ready to, they're getting ready to go do their thing, uh, you know, downstairs if you. Maybe you, hey, hey, tell you what, tell you what, I'll sign your form if you go down there and make sure they're ready to go and they're not hopping up on that juice they've been drinking. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, they're always hopping up on that juice. You know they're doing it right now. You just want me to go down there? And yeah, like, I know they're doing it. I want juicing? you to break it up. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, like I said, this is a transaction. This is not like a, a charity right. here. I mean, I've been studying so, up on potions. I think that if I added a little bit of mandrake root to the juice, it might like not completely mess them up. Just to the like juice? No, 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 no. Don't, don't add anything to that juice. They got some special stuff they brought in yesterday. I don't know if you want anything to do with that stuff. The normal stuff they drink, sure, maybe. That might just put them to sleep. But today, I wouldn't touch that juice. Uh, I'm sorry. Crime House, have you ever been to Hogwarts? I'm a wizard. I know about adding mandrake root to juice look hey look don't get me started on my horrifying dark backstory because we'll be here for 55 to 60 minutes i mean that sounds like pretty good actually no one's really opened up to me like that and i'd I'd appreciate it crime house you're kind of like a father figure to me that's oh oh wow okay that's sad kid I, I hope that I'm not the closest thing you have to a father figure. No, that's Doug. He tried to kill me. You know about Doug, right? Have you seen Doug? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, he's been around. Not lately. I haven't seen him in, I don't know, six months or so. But he comes around every now and then. You know how it is. Well, next time he's around, see if he'll sign something. I don't, he's not going to sign your form, kid. Well, I, I think it would be better. If I could see his signature and then read about it. Well, I could just use my didactic memory to just do his signature on your form. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. All right, <laughs> and, let's go. And at that moment, the wall just gives way to this sort of woody arm. Uh, it's got some, insula- some, some pink insulation sort of like hanging off the side of it. Um, and it reaches over and uh, conjures a pen seemingly out of its woody flesh. Uh, and reaches over and signs your form, Doug Merkwood. I thought you were going to say, and it signs dad. Ah, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that looks just like his signature. Did Crime House have to roll for that? 
No, Crime House did not have to roll for that because Crime House is all knowing. Hey. Oh, Crime House. That team, I'm looking at my inventory. What's a decoy detonator? Oh. I gave that to you for for um uh, the holidays last year. What does it do? It's like a little horn with legs and then it like squawks and also explodes in a cloud of black mist. It's perfect. I'm going to take the decoy detonator, wind it up like a bomb from the Mario movie, and then just let it go to where the crime boys are getting juiced. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to you're just going to put this thing on the floor in your room? Oh no. And just like what do you like, like do you do I think something you gotta, like you got to like go to the stairway and like put it on the top of the stairs? And then I'm going to okay. run down ahead of it before it gets there and take the juice. No, I mean, how do you stop someone from juicing? Presumably take the juice. So I'm, I'm going to go down there. Yeah, okay. So you uh, leave the bedroom and uh, make your way into this sort of dusty, dank hallway that eventually, as you take a left and then a right, uh, you find a door that is just slightly ajar. Uh, and you hear a set of voices as you slowly peer inside. In this room, there's a crowd of what I could probably only describe as unruly ruffians sitting around a table. And they're all holding these shot glasses. Uh, and they're passing around this bottle of this sort of strange, opaque, silvery, shimmering liquid. And they are all really having a good time. They're laughing their heads off. So I think I have to take the juice. That's the only way to stop them from juicing, but I don't want to get caught. So I'm going to use the decoy detonator and like fire it off on one side of the room. And then when chaos unfolds, I'm going to try to, is there a cloak nearby? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, like in the corner of this room, like, just off to the doorway, like, just as you stick your head through the door, which is pretty easy to do on notice because these guys are not paying very good attention. Uh, you see a coat rack with some cloaks hanging off of it at various different states of shabbiness. I'm going to take a medium shabby one is the plan. And I'm going to swipe the juice. Classic juice swipe. You're going to swipe the juice, like you're just walking into this. So you're putting, you put on the cloak and you just walk into the room and try to take the bottle. I'm not going to put on the cloak. I'm going to grab it, cover the bottle in the explosion. You know, like maybe I'm protecting it, except that I leave. Okay. Okay. I think you need to roll quick and quiet. Do you say a body roll? Yes. (laughs) Uh, That is a nine plus, uh, plus one. So on a 10 plus complete success, you are both quick and quiet. Uh, As you tiptoe into this room, grabbing that shabby cloak, it seems like one of the ruffians is holding the bottle in the air and is trying to hand it over to his friend next to him, who's not really not paying any attention at all. But you just reach for the bottle and grab it. And as one of these guys who uh, was just finished his joke and it starts reaching for the bottle that is no longer there, turns, the decoy detonator explodes. And uh, you just hear this loud honking noise. Honk, honk, honk. Uh, and you were able to slip away completely unnoticed. Nice. So this just looks valuable. I can't let Crime House know that I have it. 
But um, maybe I'll go stay down the street while I investigate. investigate. You put this bottle between your arm as you quietly make your way out of crime house. Yeah, you pretty easily, you find a turnoff that leads toward a side street uh, that seems relatively deserted and you can hunker down now uh, kind of behind a dumpster. I'm going to go through the pockets of my newly acquired cloak. Okay. Why don't you roll investigate? That's all I'm good at. Seven plus three. Okay. So on a 10 plus, um, yeah, you find a pair of galleons. And you also find a piece of paper with some vague instructions written on it. These instructions seem to be some kind of uh, probably a potion, but it doesn't actually explain what the potion is. It's just some ingredients and some instructions on how to put it together and brew it. Nice. I'm going to add stolen cloak and potion recipe from Crime House to my character sheet. What's the juice? Are you trying to look at this juice now? I mean, I don't want to drink the juice because who knows what wizard criminals would drink. Sounds problematic. Yeah, I'm going to look at it. Yeah, you, I mean, inspecting this liquid, like I said, it is opaque and silvery. And um, when you pop the, the bottle top open, it seems like it emits this sort of glow, uh, a dim hue that just kind of like pours out of the bottle. Why don't you roll I read about that? Plus three mine, baby! Ten plus three. Uh, on a thirteen? Yes, you have read about that. This is pensive liquid. Oh. What? Whoa. You, they're drinking it? That seems a little gross. Pensive liquid is Sounds psychedelic. Uh, as, you're, as you're examining this bottle, you hear a voice from a figure standing over you. Hey, kid, what you got there? Nothing. I give him a dirty look. Who is it? Uh, when you look up, this is a boy. Well, someone on the cusp of manhood. He is tall. He's sandy haired. And his cloak is uh, in a state of disrepair, not too dissimilar from your own. Looking at his face for a moment, you actually realize that this is someone you've seen at Hogwarts before. You can't recognize the name, but you think he sits at the Gryffindor table normally. Uh, and he says, where'd you get something like that? I don't know. Same place you get anything like anything. Good old someplace that's definitely not crime house. I have a convince of minus two. Yeah, oh, kid. Yeah, why don't you roll convince? <laughs> it's a three minus two. He, he, uh, he kind of puts his hand on your shoulder. Oh, kid, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be there. You know that, right? You're just a you're just a kid. You go to Hogwarts, don't you? I've seen. I swear, I've seen you before. Yeah. When the school year starts, it'll be great. They're letting me come back. Are you? Listen, summers just get a little rough, but I'm I'm tough. I can handle it. Yeah, I um, kid. Look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shame you or nothing. I, I just, kid, you're a wolf, aren't you? I definitely give him big eyes. Really failed that convince rule. Okay. Hey, no, look, it's okay. I'm not going to hurt you. And um, he pulls down his shirt slightly and is extremely hairy down there. I think I... And he says... That's his proof. He says, no, look, dude, look, look, dude, I am... Um, I'm Teddy. You can keep doing your thing. I'm not trying to get in the way. I just... 
If you ever need anything, you know, when we're at school or whatever, come find me, okay? Listen, this juice, this is mine. Yeah, I know. Cool, cool. Uh, you're not going to tell anyone, right? I'm not going to tell anyone. Okay. I'm not a snitch. You got, a, got any place to lay low, Teddy? I, you don't want to go where I'm going. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck. You seem like a nice guy. Kind of like a Brad and Joe. I don't know who those people are, but okay. <laughs> right, right. Uh, see you at school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see you, see you later. And uh, he kind of gives you a two-fingered salute and heads down the alley. Leo and Allison, you are walking down the front lawn in front of Hogwarts on your way over to Hagrid's Hut for your very first Care of Magical Creatures class. As you walk down, uh, you get into a small crowd of other students who are all waiting for Hagrid to appear. Oh, I'm so excited after a magical summer camp taking care of creatures. I'm so excited for this class. Oh my God, I wonder what creatures we're going to see today. Yeah, I know. Do you suppose they'll have pygmy puffs? I don't know. Are they going to have something dangerous? I heard there's a lot of dangerous ones. Oh, I I hope not, but maybe. Some of them make fire and stuff, I've heard. Should be cool. Oh, I hope not those blast-ended screw things. Yeah, I don't know why they let children handle those. I mean, they let children play Quidditch, so the morals are questionable. And at that moment, Hagrid bursts out of uh, the door to his hut. Oh, good morning, class. Good morning, Hagrid. How are how morning, are all of you Hagrid. doing? Oh, great, 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 great. So, is everybody ready for care of magical creatures? Yeah. Allison gives two thumbs up. Yeah. Great, great. Now, uh, please, please, everybody, go around the, the circle here. Let's let's all sort of form up. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what care of magical creatures is and what we're here for. So, pretty simple. Care of magical creatures is about the care. And uh, well-being of magical creatures. Yep. Any questions about that? It's right there on the tin. Yeah, that's right. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start off by uh, heading into the Forbidden Forest. So everybody follow me. Wait, what? What? Wait. uh, (laughs) And without without responding or waiting for any of you to respond, uh, he just makes his way into the forest. Oh, the forest's forbidden, except when it's not. <laughs> That's the guy who poisoned me with biscuits. I wouldn't trust him. The last time we went in there, bad things happened. Yeah, Allison's going to look pretty skeptical of Leo. Be like, let's try not to light things on fire. I mean, we're being guided by a teacher, right? It's safer this time, right? Ha- yeah, Hagrid's maybe. a teacher, right? <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know that Hagrid is a teacher. <laughs> All right, let's go. All righty, let's follow. Allison's pretty uh, hesitant, but follows. She kind of like rolls up her sleeves and has her wand out. Uh, leading you into the forest, Hagrid trapes his way down a path for a few minutes. As this path sort of starts to widen and lead out to what looks like a, a quiet cove, what looks like a series of small little chicken coops are littered all over this place. However, uh, as you listen, uh, not a chicken can be heard. Uh, You do hear some quiet giggling, however. And uh, Hagrid forms up the group and he says, all right, all right, come on, come on, come on. And he he lowers his voice and says, all right, 
So these are the Hogwarts chicken coops, you know, for dinner and whatnot, mostly, but dead useful. You know, they eggs and all kinds of other stuff get from chickens. So wait, um, Hag- Mr. Hagrid, sir. And Leo raises his hand. Uh, yeah. What's your name? Uh, Leo. Okay. Leo. Uh, are they magic chickens? No, they're just regular chickens. All right. So I have another question. Leo raises his hand again. Okay. Yes. Why? 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 What? It seems very sustainable. Why are we? Why are we talking about chickens in care of magical creatures? Oh, we're not talking about the chickens. We're here to help deal with the pest problem that is preventing us from using the chicken coops. Now this, and he reaches up and gropes with his hand something and rips it back down. And as he opens his massive paw, you see a wriggling blue pixie. And he holds it up with two fingers and he says, now, does uh, does anyone know what this is? Oh, it's so cute. Can Allison roll and I read about that? Go for it. Oh, that's a three plus something, probably not very much. Although... You get plus one uh, to your favorite class. Plus one, because it's my favorite class. So that's a plus two, so that's a five. Yeah, so you have no idea what this thing is. But uh, another voice speaks up, and you turn to see Dakota, who's also in class with you. And Dakota says, uh, I think that's a, a pixie, right? And Hagrid says, yep, these are pixies. And... Uh, We got a whole mess of them right behind me. And as he says that, a swarm of pixies escape from various little nooks and crannies all over this copse. There are dozens of pixies flying around, uh, making lewd gestures, (laughs) uh, uh, teasing one another, uh, and generally just making a mess of things. One of them has started just sort of ripping tiles one at a time off of the roof of one of the chicken coops. I think Leo's like dodging them as like they come near his head and he's says, Mr. Professor Hagrid, sir, are they, are they, are they dangerous? I mean, not particularly just don't, uh, you know, make sure you keep them out of your eyes. That can be a little bit, uh, a little bit hairy. Oh God. And Leo just like covers his eyes for the rest of the class. <laughs> <laughs> Allison's like trying to bat them away as they're coming close to her. So she's going to just like look at one and just be like stupefy. Okay, uh, roll magic. I do get a plus one. So that's a four. Plus two is six. Plus it's in my spell bank. So I get one extra point for seven. Okay, so seven is a mixed success. This The spell succeeds, but if there are side effects, choose two. Yes, I think there should be a partial misfire, and it doesn't come out as expected. Uh, yeah, so I think... Yeah, this is what happens. Um, you cast the spell on the pixie, and at that moment, this pixie sort of like creates this little magical shield in front of it. Too late. So your red jet of light hits it and bounces off the top of uh, its shield. Square in the face, it gets hit and falls to the ground. But uh, part of the spell clipped that shield, and it bounces back towards the class. Um, right into Hagrid's beard. Oh, no. Uh, and he just shakes it off because a single weak, stunning spell rebound is not really enough to do anything to Hagrid. And he says, hold on there. What's your name? Uh, Al- Allison. Okay, now we got to be careful because here's the deal. These little critters, yes, they're pests, but we're not trying to hurt them. I just tried to stun it. Yeah, I know, but you got to be careful because they're quick and they're wily. 
So you got to sneak up on him or you got to use something they're not expecting. And like I said, he points to like some other kids who are starting to try to punch one that's right in front of them. uh, And he grabs that pixie and throws it into a sack. No, we don't hurt the, we don't hurt the pixies. That's the first rule of care of magical creatures. If you're going to care for the creatures, you can't hurt them. Allison takes a deep breath, very confused what she's supposed to do to these pixies and looks over at Leo. So sneak up on it? Uh, I mean, I've never been very good at that. How are we supposed to sneak up on them? They're everywhere. Uh, Allison's going to look around. Is there one close by? Yeah, there's one that's uh, got its head in a bucket uh, that is was once filled with chicken feed, but is now mostly empty. Okay, Allison's going to point at that one and be like, that one, we'll try. Uh, We could throw a cloak over the bucket. Okay, throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take our cloak and we'll throw it over the bucket and the pixie will be trapped in the bucket. And then we can just fetch it out of the bucket. Okay. Uh. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Allison's going to take off her cloak and... Or like okay. her school robe. Okay. And attempt to sneak up on the pixie and throw the cloak over the bucket. Okay, why don't you roll quick and quiet? So that is an eight minus two, but I do have a bonus with Leo, so do I get a plus <laughs> I'm one? I'm helping. Okay, yeah, let's call it a seven to nine. Uh, so mixed success, you can move quickly or quietly. Which one is it? I think I want to move quickly. Okay. And just like jerk the the school robe over the bucket. Okay. You start to trip and then start dashing towards this thing with all your momentum. And you land on your knees, the cloak now pulled over this bucket, uh, just as the pixie realized what was happening and turned and is now thrashing against the fabric. Okay. Okay, Leo, I got it. You just got to, you know, stick your hand in there and put it in the bag. Uh, that seems like the hard part. Well, what am I? I got it in the bucket. What am I supposed to do with what it? What if I just like rip it away and cast some kind of spell on it so I don't have to touch it with my hands? Uh, but we can't harm them. It doesn't have to be a harming spell. Can you cast it through my cloak? I don't know. Um. Okay. Uh. Let me try. Let me try something. Um. Reducio. <laughs> I cast Reducio at <laughs> the bucket. <laughs> okay. Roll magic. Uh, all right, that is a 10, plus one because it's my spell bank, uh, plus two because it's two years behind, so that's a super success. Okay, uh, yeah, the bucket shrinks down. How small were you trying to make Pixie it? Pixie-sized, roughly. So you, wanna, you want this thing to be like... Exactly the size and shape. <laughs> yeah, of the I'm trying pixie. to make this a little pixie container, sort of like pixie so that armor. I don't need to touch the pixie, and I can just give Hagrid the bucket. Ah, so you <laughs> just don't want to touch yeah. it. This is sort of the um, uh, the pixie equivalent of those mouse traps, <laughs> where it like just like slices clothes, so you don't have to yep, look at it. That's right. I'm trying oh to make God. a little pixie okay. shrink wrap container. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you it does it you have this little pixie shrink wrap container now all right i'm not sure why i did that but we did it uh allison takes off her cloak and does she just see like a little pixie head sticking out of like yeah. a hard bucket container that's completely encased this little pixie yeah and it's struggling and it's very very angry it's bearing it and i'm like hol- i'm holding it at like arm's length and i'm like are you okay at the pixie uh well, it just screeches at you I think it's fine. Just 
put it in the sack? All right, I put it in the sack. Uh, Mr. Professor Hagrid, do you have any more buckets? No, no, you have, what? A bucket? What did you do to that thing? It's, don't worry about it. <laughs> Alrighty, I think we need a new strategy where we don't touch them. And now, a word from our wizard sponsors. Do you need your child nemesis exterminated? We have the services that you occupied. With seven years of experience, our team will help you conduct your rituals in the dark of night. We offer services such as creating complex traps, standing in circles, supporting you in your diabolical plots. Tremedlov Industries. Our contractors at Tremedlov Industries are dedicated enough to tattoo your business logo on one of our extremities, barring previous commitments. Offering discounts for services situated in abandoned mansions, secret chambers, and graveyards. All exterminations guaranteed by the end of the Hogwarts school year, no earlier. Right now, for a limited time, our services buy one, get one free, and we'll also eliminate a father figure of your choice. If you think our services could be of use, Bend down the tallest finger of the Hand of Glory while in Borgen and Burks. These services are not associated in any way with the Dark Marker. Let the darkness reign forever. Hi, everyone. It's Kevin, your resident Potter nerd. Uh, so the ad copy this week just says, insert funny joke about hiring what are clearly Death Eaters and how that ruins your life in some way. But I don't really have the energy for that. So instead, I'm just going to tell you about how Tremedlov Industries is just Voldemort spelled backwards. You know, like how Tom Riddle is an anagram for Voldemort and that's really goofy or whatever. Do you get it? Anywho, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Why Can't We Be Wizards? As usual, I want to express my immense gratitude for all you folks who continue to listen to our show. I also want to thank you all so much for talking about the show online or on our Discord tweeting about it with the hashtag why not wizards and even giving us reviews on Apple podcasts, which does a lot to add visibility for the show. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much. Uh, so this week we have started a new special surprise for folks on the discord. So if you haven't checked it out yet, there is now a channel dedicated just to cut content for our episodes where we're starting to post clips of sections of recordings that we edited out for one reason or another. Some of them are really very goofy and fun, so please grab an invite for the episode description or on our link tree and come check it out. So, as always, I want to thank Table Story for creating our awesome game system, Witchcraft and Wizardry. If you haven't checked them out yet, please do so. They are phenomenal. Okay, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, we're going to be back, as usual, in two weeks on October 22nd. So, have a happy spooktacular month, and let's get back to Hogwarts. Freya and Skylar, as you uh, climb into the divination classroom, uh, this room is set up as in a sort of like amphitheater college classroom style format. So um, as you get to the top, you're actually at the top of a set of uh, comfy looking chairs and tables that sort of line uh, the round edge of this room. Uh, and you can sort of make your way down eventually to the bottom where a shrouded figure with their cloak pulled over their head stands with their arms folded, 
as the class enters and slowly files in to various comfortable chairs. Cool. Freya, let's sit on that flowery-looking couch. Uh, okay, yeah. It looks comfy. Yeah, and so uh, as you sort of file in and make your way and sit down, one thing you notice is that the smell of incense is overpowering in this room. It is oh, like no. very hard to get that out of your nostrils. I don't like that. The figure in the center of the room pulls their cloak back and they have this sort of short cropped hair and are wearing diamond studs. And the other thing you notice is that their eyes are two different colors. One bright green and the other bright red. That's an interesting combination. Immediately, their voice is very, very sharp and uh, surprising. Welcome, class. I am Professor Duresto. It's nice to meet all of you. Uh, please come sit. If you're here for hard answers to your questions, facts or figures, please leave my class now. Divination is an art. We're going to delve beyond that which is known and as deep into the unknown as we can. We will look beyond what can be seen and to what can be sussed out in the murky depths beyond, that which you would describe as the material plane. Do not tease and taunt about flighty predictions and expect truths. No, no, this place has little understanding of respect for parlor tricks. I will ask anyone who is interested in that, please leave now. Uh, and the rest of the class sits in stony silence. So today, we will attempt to begin with something very simple. Very, very simple. Uh, just to get started. Palmistry. Now, understand that reading between the lines etched into your hands is both an inexact science and requires very careful practice, patience, and understanding. So please, know you will not be divining the future of what happens to you tomorrow by simply staring at your own palm. Please, let's start by opening our textbooks to page five. Take a look there, and then we will take it in turns with the people sitting next to you to try to read their palms and uh, at the very least find the dividing line. Uh, and hopefully we can use that to find some branches and see how that translates into a prediction about their future mood. Hmm. Go ahead, let's begin. Um, I'm going to raise my hand... Ah, yes. Uh, and Professor Duresto walks over to you. Okay, great. I didn't want to say this in front of the whole class. Um, Professor Duresto, I have a sensitivity to um, smells, and I'm feeling a little ill in this class. Is there a way you could do a charm around my head that would neutralize the air? Ah, I see. Okay, yes. No, uh, understandable. So generally, the, the incense in this room and the smells are used in order to clear the mind and the senses. But if that's causing you a problem, then obviously we'll have to do something about that. And they whip out their wand and flick it. And then suddenly your head is encased in a big bubble uh, and you can breathe fresh air again. Thank you for understanding. I appreciate it. Of course, dear. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, now go ahead. I'm going to go around the room to the other students and uh, we'll come back and try to take a look and see how you were doing in a few minutes. Okay. I turn to Freya. They seem nice. Yeah. This this class doesn't actually seem like what I had expected, I guess. Because you were expecting Professor Trelawney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, because I was expecting more like the uh, witch we met in Diagon Alley, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm really excited about this. I am too. I'm so glad we're taking this class together. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, let me try. Yeah, let me try reading your palm. Um, I'm gonna play a prank on Freya. Just, (laughs) I could have changed my my hands to just have no lines and look like I'm an alien. Oh no! (laughs) I just want to see your your reaction. Okay. Okay, so you do that, and Freya's just, like, holding their hands in hers and, like, trying really hard and, like, keeps looking back from your hands to the book. And then I make my hand lines um, appear, but they're in the shape of a banana. (laughs) What? (laughs) What do you see? And Freya just, like, squints. What do you see? I, I, I think I see... A banana? Whoa! I don't think that's in the book. And she starts flipping through pages of the book. I don't. I don't know. Why don't you? Why don't you roll magic? <laughs> okay. Because divination is magic, like any other magic, sure. to see if you know what a banana means. <laughs> <laughs> what a banana means. Okay, so that's. I a... start making the banana. I thought you were going to ask her to roll notice something to see if it was Skylar messing with. That's her. a six plus two, so that's an eight. Okay, so on a mixed success. Uh, you cannot find a symbol for a banana. Uh, maybe the this isn't a banana. Maybe riding, it's something else. It's now riding a skateboard. <laughs> okay. I think Freya noticed it change <laughs> at that point. No. Uh, Skylar. I'm really? sorry. I'm sorry. I, I put it back to normal. Okay. You're Freya, good, you're good. Freya is just glaring at you. I'm, I'm trying to take this class really seriously. No, you're right. You're right. I am too. I just, your face was just so perfect. My face? Yeah. You look like really concentrated on that banana. I'm I'm trying to read your palm. Of course I'm concentrated. <laughs> okay. I'm serious now. Ser- uh, Skylar like puts their hand across their face, like from the top, swiping down to the bottom and their smiling face as it swipes through uh, changes into a very serious face and then their hands are normal okay now i'm gonna try reading your palm for real there better not be any more bananas on skateboards okay yeah yeah roll magic <laughs> okay that's uh seven plus two so that's okay so on yeah so that's on nine. a mixed success uh yeah i know you managed to find that dividing line but you can't seem to find uh, any offshoots at all, or at least ones that are discernible. And so it's not clear to you uh, what their mood is. You're struck with hungry, but you're not sure if that's just because of the banana earlier. Or not. <laughs> well, anything? Uh, you might be hungry later, maybe? Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm good at this. That's Okay. Being bad at something is the first step of being really good at something. So that's good. I guess. Uh, why don't you try mine? And Freya hands you her hand. Six, seven, eight as well. Uh, you also managed to find the dividing line, um, but it's also just not very clear where to go from there. So 
you get the sense that there's something about confusion, but that also might just be your own confusion at this situation. Okay. I'm going to say, well, I definitely see the dividing line here. See that one? Right. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think this one might mean confusion, but I mean, I'm not 100% on that one. Makes sense, I guess. <gasps> yeah, it does. Although, shouldn't confusion more be in the past than the future? If you're constantly gaining knowledge. Oh, that's really, really good. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and so at this, Professor Duresto uh, walks back over to your table and says, uh, and so how are we getting along today? Uh, well, I I read Skylar's hand and it looks like they might be hungry in the future. I see. I see. Okay. Well, uh, why, why don't you uh, why don't you give me a chance to to look myself? Okay, uh, Skylar, if you don't mind. Not at all. I I put out my hands to Professor Duresto. Yeah, and so uh, Duresto takes your hand, takes their right index finger, and traces it along the center of your hand. Ooh, that tickles. Uh, and says, Ah, yes. Yeah, see, right here. This is the dividing line. Did you find? Did you find that? Yes. Yeah, I was able Great. to find that. Yes, uh, and it seems like ah, oh, this is interesting. Uh, it seems like uh, it seems like you're conflicted about something. Hmm. Uh, perhaps a little bit wary of someone Whoa. in your life. Is that the case? It is. Mm, yes. No. That seems. Mm, oh. Oh, this is interesting, Skylar. Uh, I think that in sometime in the future, something will happen. And when that does, you will be presented with a difficult choice. So be thoughtful of yourself and be prepared for that. Thank you. Great. And uh, and what about in the reverse? How, how did you get along in that case? Well, and I hold up Freya's hand. This here is the dividing line. And then I saw this line here and it might be confusion. And then Skylar just trails off and looks at Professor Duresto. Ah, okay. Uh, well, Fre- Freya, if you don't mind, uh, yeah. do, you, do you mind if I give uh, it a chance? Go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, and just like Skylar, uh, they take your hand and run their index finger along the dividing line. And they say, oh, now this is this is very interesting. Uh, I see you. Ah, is there someone special in your life? Someone special? Uh, yes, it seems like there's someone. And then uh, they go stark white uh, and let go of your hand and turn around and say, no, 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 no. I think that'll be enough today, class. Um, is, I look at your palms. Is, every, is everything okay? What'd they see? They turn back to you. Look, the, the, the art of divination is a fickle one. There's no reason to be alarmed. I might have seen something that I didn't properly understand, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay much mind to it. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, whatever you saw, Professor Duresto, it probably is what you saw because we're going through some stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, I in this case, I, I I can't imagine it's true because I I did see a prediction of your death. Uh, and I 
frankly, I'm not prepared to even think about that being the case. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Now, class, why don't you run along? Uh, no homework for today, and I will see you all later in the week. Freya's just, like, staring at her open hand. Later that afternoon, the Ravenclaws are all making their way down to the dungeons for potions class and are quietly discussing all of the various different electives that they've taken over the last couple of days. Uh, and you hear Dakota say, yeah, I care of magical creatures. I had a lot of fun. That, that was a really cool class. Yeah, I, I like I, Professor Hagrid and the creatures are cool. I just wish he had more buckets available. I almost lost a finger. Oh, yeah, I got this black eye. Nasty little pixies. Well, you guys are missing out with Professor DeResto. <laughs> you guys clearly should have used the yeah. bucket technique if you're hurting your hands. Anyway. Caleb's going to walk up to the group with his heavy pile of books from ancient runes and say, oh, I can't believe you took a class with that guy who tried to kill us with baking. I don't think he meant to. Oh, come on. I'm sure it was good. Was it good? <laughs> No. Uh, Did he try to kill you this time? No. Not specifically? We just had to wrangle some pixies. He did use us for free labor. (laughs) Child labor. How was runes, Caleb? Oh, it was fascinating. Look at these sigils. Ooh, that one's pretty. Do I recognize any of the sigils from my time with the book? Uh, Why don't you roll I read about that? Yeah, I've been comparing them to the Elden Magic runes. These ones look kind of similar. Uh, I got a seven. So uh, mixed success. If you squint at them and like kind of turn your head, you sort of remember one, which might make sense because the symbols often swirled into other shapes, um, but you're not sure. Okay. Uh, So anyway, you all make your way down into the potions classroom. And as soon as you enter this room, this is your first potions class of the year. You can immediately tell that something is very, very wrong. Where's Professor Preston? First of all, there are no art supplies in this room. Oh, no. (laughs) Instead, cauldrons are set up uh, on on individual tables. We're all going to fail. Is this real? Oh, no. Well, actually, I've been studying potions. Surprise, we're painting cauldrons today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you all sit down, you look up to see Professor Preston enter the room with a scowl on his face. And he says, I will show that conceited little worm what work without art really looks like. Uh, Hi, Professor Preston. What's going on, Professor Preston? (sighs) Nothing. That should be concerning any of you. Today, class. Is this because the new headmaster? If anyone says another word about that little worm. That, yeah, that's a yes. Yeah, we don't like him either, sometimes, usually. No, 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 class. We will not talk ill of those that we hate. I mean, I didn't say that. (laughs) No. (laughs) We will focus our energies on positive choices and things that we can do. If we cannot do art... In a place where art must be done, we will find the art where it cannot be done. Yeah. Professor Preston, are we ever going to learn any Professor potions? Professor Preston sounds way less drunk, which is probably bad. <laughs> uh, Skylar pulls out their black beret from their bag and, and squashes it on their head in determination. 
And uh, he looks at you, Skylar, and he says, No, not today. Today, we will not wear the beret. Uh, Skylar slowly takes it off their head, a little stunned, and puts it in their front pocket of their satchel. I hate to say this to all of you, but today, I need you all to open your textbooks. No! Please open your textbooks to page 127. For once in his life, Leo is excited to open a textbook. And we will all brew a potion of dreamless sleep. Dreamless sleep? Oh, this sounds so sad. Caleb is actually pretty excited. You told us to throw that book in the trash on the first day. I don't have it anymore. If you need a book, you can get one from the shelf over there. I stand up to go get a book. Professor, does... Does this potion actually give you dreamless sleep, or is it just called that? Why would they name a potion if it did not do what it said that it did? Skylar's making a lot of noise getting this book. Many things are metaphors, but this is not one of them. Slam the cupboard door. Many things are poorly named, too. Yes, I agree. The people who write these books, they are talentless hacks. Talentless hacks! Caleb has definitely kept the book and read it several times. I mean, we get a new book every year. I come back to Maeve table and slam the book on the desk. Also, would it be possible to keep some of this potion after it's brewed today? I do not care what you do. I am going to sit at my desk and be sad. (laughs) And I will feel that emotion. In every ounce of my body. Okay. And with a flourish, Professor Preston walks over to his desk and puts his head face down on the desk. (laughs) Professor, are you okay? He's not okay. Can't you see he's not okay? (laughs) So can we go? It's okay to not be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Professor Fessel is forcing him to do his job. (laughs) Great one. Because being forced to do your job is such a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Perspective's funny, huh? <laughs> we might actually learn some potions, though. Yeah, I'd actually really like to learn this potion. I'd, I'd really like to make this. I'd really like to not have dreams sometimes. Oh, yeah. And Dakota snores. <laughs> wait, why I would liked, dreamless sleep help I like help Dakota's with that? snores. Well, wait, what? What does that have to do with dreams? Do you snore more when you dream? No, it is sounds that, like a good potion for sleeping. It lulls me but to it's sleep. Just dreamless sleep. It's yeah, just sleep. Sleep without dreams. Sleep though. I assume name. that yes. when you drink it, you the next time you happen to sleep, you don't dream. Like, yeah. is it a, also a sleeping potion? I'd like to not dream about dying for once. Wait, is that every time? Not every time. Okay, uh, Allison's gonna look on page one twenty-seven and. Do I have all the ingredients or do we need to like get them? Yeah, uh, you need to get four ounces of flobberworm mucus, Ugh. two pinches of ginger root shavings. Okay. Uh, then you need to heat that to a boil and let it simmer for 20 minutes. Then you need to add a newt spleen, stir clockwise twice, counterclockwise once, and then repeat until it becomes a thick, sticky, and dark purple color. Oh, and it says here that it induces drowsiness. Oh, so it is oh, also just so it, a sleeping potion. It is just a sleeping potion as well. There you go, Allison. Great. You were right. <laughs> All right. It's basically, if you've ever read Game of Thrones, the milk of the poppy. 
And okay. if you doesn't read that kill you? Harry you Potter was more. like that. Sounds like an yeah. opioid. But... Don't do, overdo it. But yeah, yeah, it does just sound like an opioid. <laughs> Wait, are teachers drugs. trying to get us hooked on opioids? Drugs. Get started. <laughs> All the drugs. I mean, All right. What? I'm very good at brewing drugs. Let me show you how it's done. I'm gonna go Breaking Bad. On this potion slab. <laughs> all right, so are we all rolling to to brew this potion right now? Yeah, I guess. Alrighty. Right about when when Leo gathers the newt spleen, he's like, "I think I liked painting better." <laughs> <laughs> really, it's the newt spleen, not the mucus. Oh yeah, no, it was totally the mucus actually that happened. Ugh, looks like snot. Um, I think uh, Skylar is secretly, while everyone else is making potions, is gonna whip out their painting palette oh, no. and just paint. The whole outside of their cauldron. It's really cute. I think Leo drops the flobberworm mucus and pauses for a second and says, Does it have to be flobberworm mucus? <laughs> Don't switch ingredients, Does Leo. Does it just have to be any, any, any old mucus? Uh, Allison looks over and is just like, uh, Five second rule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Leo just slowly scoops it off of the floor and puts it in the cauldron. No, I would not it's, recommend it's a little, that. It's a little dusty. Yeah, it's got some dirt in it. <laughs> Which completely throws off your entire potion. Probably. It's like heavy metals from all the paint. Making a nightmare potion. It's got <laughs> some lead in it. A heavy against nightmare roll. potion. Don't drink it. Don't drink anything Leo makes, probably. Oh, yeah. No, I'm only drinking the potion that I make. That's fair. Yeah, so Allison starts turning two clockwise, one counterclockwise, two clockwise, one counterclockwise. Does it turn the color it's supposed to? Why don't you roll magic? Ooh, that's uh, 11 on the die plus two. So then complete success. You have, for the first time ever, actually managed to brew a potion. <laughs> yes. Allison like fist bumps the air. While the professor's not paying attention, could I brew up some other potions from the book? We've got access to the stock of ingredients. Uh, yeah, you can you can absolutely do that because Professor Preston is paying absolutely no attention. You do not need to roll to find out aside from the magic roll. You guys, I think this guy's a bad teacher. <laughs> he is not a bad teacher. I'm just going to take a you? little bit of the potion stock that I think might be useful in the werewolf potion. I mean, the anti-werewolf. You know, just for my <laughs> studies. The werewolf-related potion. Right. Okay, yeah, you go into the storeroom. What are you looking for? Obviously, Wolfsbane and sure. the other ingredients for the potion that we made last time. All right, so you get some Gertie Root. And you also get some doxy eggs. Oh, this is really good. I mean, it's going to take me a while to brew this, so I'll have to bring these with me. I pocket them. Okay, yeah, you just got them. You pocketed it. And then I've maybe read about some stuff things that would be good. Uh, Yeah, why didn't you roll I read about that? I'm going to use my plus one Ravenclaw bonus for a plus four. And that's a ten plus four. Yeah, you know that uh, it might be interesting if you tried to include some sloth brain. Well, that sounds semi-ethical. I'm going to take some sloth brain. Sloths are pretty intelligent. They're putting their brains in things? That's fine. That's fine. Makes the brain It's for an important purpose. Maybe they died of natural causes. If I ever want to stop just stealing my... 
ingredients, I've got to get a sloth farm and, like, raise sloths <laughs> to get their brains. This has gotten really complicated real fast, so mm. I guess I'll always just You can't just stuff. buy the sloth brains? <laughs> Stealing, you have stealing to have or nothing. A sloth farm? No, you got to find sloths that have registered as organ donors. <laughs> yeah, no, they died. They died in car accidents. Yeah. It's totally coincidental. <laughs> I bet they were slow mo crashes. The ones you see coming. <laughs> oh yeah, we we just cut to a world where there are sloths that drive cars, and that's. Like you just see a really slow motion, like, like from Zootopia. It's just a little fender yeah. bender, but that's like they're like whoa, and then we cut back to class. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Freya is gonna try making this dreamless sleep potion. Uh, roll magic, and I rolled a nine plus two. So with an 11, also a complete success, you get this murky, thick, sticky, dark purple potion yeah. in your cauldron. I'm going to put this in flasks for later because I'm going to definitely take this. Can I roll to see if I notice her doing that? Yeah. Why don't you roll notice something? Uh, that is an eight to notice that Freya is putting that in her bag. Okay. So with a mixed success, you do notice that Freya is putting it in her bag, but you don't you don't put the pieces together to know why that would be the case. Yeah, all right. Well, this seems promising that on our first potions, real potion-making thing, we actually did it right. I mean, I've I've made a few potions before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I helped Caleb two years ago with his. Mm. Not that I'm an expert in potion-making, but this looks right. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's the right color. Shouldn't you get Professor Preston to make sure that it don't is right? Don't bother him. I, yeah, I don't think I want to bother him. He looks really depressed, and I just feel like talking to him about this will make it worse. You can hear him quietly sobbing. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you should show him your cauldron, Skylar. Uh, I'll just leave it for him to find... <laughs> Wait, did you you didn't roll yet, right? No, not yet. Okay, right, why don't you why don't you roll to see what kind of potion Professor Preston is gonna find later? Well, I'm I not making a potion, I'm a painting potion. a cauldron. Yeah. Oh, you're just not doing the assignment. Yeah, I want to inspire him. Can I put some of my potion into Skylar's cauldron so it looks like they've done it? Yes, you totally can. I also want Skylar to roll inspire to see how good this painting is. <laughs> Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Cool. What what do you do to make this like a really interesting painting? I think I'm gonna paint a portrait of Professor Preston, and he is like kind of like the little mermaid when she's on that rock and all the water is splashing behind her. Mm-hmm. And right, right. the water is all different colors and shapes of potions. And he's wearing his beret and everything's moving, you know? It's like splash, crash, potions. <laughs> That's delightful. Um, um, Freya, are you are you planning on drinking that? Potion you've never made before? I mean, yeah. Why? (laughs) Are you sure that's a good idea? What? Are you saying that she made it wrong? 
It looks just, right to me. Yeah, it looks right to me too. Sure, but it could be it could look right and still I don't know. I think that you should just make sure you're not alone when you Well, there's drink a way that. to check, isn't okay. there? I, I mean, I page. have a roommate. I look uh, over at Skylar. I feel like it's just like baking. Like, did the bread rise? Yeah, okay. Looks I fine. Don't know. It's and, edible. <laughs> and and w- like while you're all having this conversation, you just hear uh Hunter yell i did it i did it look everyone my potion is per and then as he's halfway through that explode. sentence he just falls unconscious <gasps> and lands on his back hunter, hunter! <laughs> but wait wait it does his potion look like mine yeah it looks exactly <laughs> like <Yeah. yours. laughs> he just drank hunter, a no. glass <laughs> i mean it causes who did this to you he's just asleep oh hunter <laughs> I'm going to go in his bag and see what's oh, right. next on his schedule so I can drag him to his next class. <laughs> You're just going to drop off an unconscious yeah. He'll wake up. You know, he's right just going to wake up in a new he's place. Got, he's, got, he's got charms next. I All feel right. like that's not uncommon. Do we have charms? No. no. Okay, well, we I'll just be late Slytherin. to our next class, you guys. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. All right, as we walk out, I'm just like, bye, Hunter. I cast... Feather light charm on him. <laughs> okay, roll magic. Eight and plus one because it's Hunter. Nine. Okay, uh, so it's a mixed success. Um, what is the what is this charm supposed to do? Um, feather light, make things light as a feather. So yeah, no. So uh, it let's say uh, the spell has a diminished effect. So. You you cast the spell and he's lighter, but he's still now he's like he weighs like forty pounds instead of whatever he weighed before. All right. So it's still like you're kind of lugging him, but it's not that bad. Okay. I'm gonna leave early. My art here is done. Just uh, Freya, make sure it's uh, turned towards Professor Preston. Uh, uh, oh, and okay. I'll meet you guys at History of Magic. Hey, hey Freya, just promise me that you'll at least not drink that until we make sure that Hunter actually wakes up. <laughs> Why? Why, sure. why don't you just bring him to the hospital wing? Well, it's a I sleeping mean, he's potion. He's just asleep. It might have it's just worked fine. Potion. I think you should just leave him. We don't know. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think you're worrying about nothing, Leo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So as you all file out of class, the door closes behind you, and then you see Professor Preston sit up, and he sniffs, and then he walks over to your desk, Skylar. And he sees the painting and he holds it up and he just stands there for a really long time, just kind of peering at it. And a single tear rolls down his cheek and he says, Magnifique. (laughs) (laughs) 